0: Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello and welcome back to Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today. I can't believe this is the last episode of November, which means we've only got a handful of episodes left for the year. This is wild. I can't believe how fast 2022 has gone. It has been a monster year for everybody I know. I've been enjoying the sunshine this weekend in Canberra. We finally had some. (laughs) I've been trying to spray weeds in the backyard for Weeks veering on months um, and every single weekend we're expecting rain within a couple of days. So finally, finally got into the garden this weekend, which I was very happy about. I hope you all had a beautiful weekend. Another beautiful part of my weekend was conducting this interview with today's guest and I'm very excited to welcome to the show another Kayla. Kayla. Kayla Wiedemann is a grain and sheep farmer from Wimmera in Victoria. She's 29 years old and is married with an eight-week-old baby boy. I'm very grateful for her giving up some of her Sunday with her brand new son to chat to me. In her life prior to the farm, she was a chartered accountant, but followed her heart to become a full-time farmer with her husband a few years ago. She still dabbles in some accounting with her own small bookkeeping business and is on various committees and groups. She enjoys being involved in community sports and activities and holds positions on the Grampians Tourism Board and on the board of Birchip Cropping Group. Birchip Cropping Group is a not-for-profit agricultural research and extension organisation led by farmers from the Wimmera and Mallee regions of Victoria aiming to improve the prosperity of farmers and agricultural communities through farmer-driven innovation, research and extension. Kayla is passionate about young farmers and females in the agriculture industry. She enjoys sheep work with her husband Matt most of the time and cannot wait to show her new little son Noah all things life on the farm. Here's my delightful chat with Kayla. Kayla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to meet another Kayla. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I don't know many Kaylas. I don't come across many, so it is quite exciting for me as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Kayla, start us off and uh, tell us who are you and what is your connection to agriculture?
1: Uh, so my name's yeah, Kayla Wiedemann. Um, I guess my connection, I married a fourth-generation farmer Um, the farm wasn't going to move so I moved onto the farm. That's I guess how it all started way back in 2013 when I met Matt and yeah it's really just grown from there.
0: Beauty we'll get into all that in a little bit but um, could you throw it back and tell us about your childhood?
1: So I grew up um, yeah, not on a farm. My grandparents had a farm, so school holidays were usually a week on the farm doing landmarking, shearing, all those fun things. But yeah, post them, selling the farm, I was just um, in, I guess, a city, I guess, Ballarat, not super metro, but in yeah, a regional city um, where yeah, I did my schooling. I then, post high school, went on to do a degree in commerce um, majoring in accounting so when I first met Matt I was just finishing up my university degree I was already working in the accounting office um, and yeah post that I did my um, CA my chartered accounting as well so yeah I was fully in the thick um, of being an accountant and then yeah I stumbled stumbled into Matt in a nightclub um, I guess they say the rest is history, but that was (laughs) nine years ago, and that was, I guess, the start of my farming career as it is now.
0: Yeah, wow, the start of quite a journey. Um, Let's talk about, um, you're an accountant first and foremost, Um, talk about where'd you go to uni, and is accounting something that you saw yourself doing ever since you were a little kid, or it's just something you kind of stumbled into?
1: So yeah, I started my uni. I went to the University of Ballarat. I was in my first year of uni and I did some work placement just to see if I liked it. Accounting wasn't something I dreamed of in year 12. I guess I was looking for something, what was going to be a career. Um, I was great at maths and knew a few family friends and it just seemed like it would fit my personality. So that's I guess why I chose to do the commerce degree. Um, And, yeah, first year I wasn't really sure. I did some work placement. I loved it. They offered me a part-time job straight away um, to do in conjunction with my studies, which was, yeah, fantastic at the time. And partway through my second year they offered me a full-time position and if I wanted to transfer to online uni, which I did, and that's how I finished my degree while I was working at the accounting firm. At the time. So, I guess I saw it as a career I could do um, when I had a family do from home. That was always something that seemed like it would fit in well for me. Um, Loved numbers, loved Mm. tax. And yeah, I mean, I I did love it while I was doing it. Um, I got to a point where it sort of the excitement wore off, um, which is when I ended up moving up here anyway. I still love tax, but yeah, it was a great. It's great background to have, still. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess I it just opened up accounting opened up opportunities. You could you really do so many things in industry or in mm. firms that was was attractive when I first first went to do it.
0: And you're obviously very connected to Ballarat and that region. Do you want to talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean Ballarat.
1: It's where I grew up. It's yeah where all my friends still are. It's only two hours down the road, so it's not terribly long distance. Um, So I often travel back there. My parents still live there um, on a little hobby farms, but yeah, I guess it's it was home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, talk to me about um, the farm that you and Matt now and your son now call home.
1: Yeah, so Matt, when I met him, he was working on his family farm at the time. He had his contracting business and then about four or five years after I met him, he was able to purchase his own farm. So that's where we now farm that together. Um, Yeah, it'll eventually be (laughs) Noah's one day and potentially more children. Um, But, yeah, we have sheep. It's... um, yeah, predominantly grazing country that we now crop a little bit of. And then we have some additional lease country, um, sort of grow our parcel a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, we've got over a 1,000 um, breeding use. And then, yeah, we crop as well to feed them and do various, various, we're very mixed farming.
0: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. um, We were just chatting before off mic about how it's been a fairly wet yeah, um you're talking about the contracting business before tell the listeners sort of what it's been like lately it's
1: definitely one one in I think 50 100 years sort of years it's definitely very wet just the big rains I think if it consistently rained it wouldn't be as wet but we're just getting the huge dumps of rain and yeah it's honestly probably the first time in 10 years I've been with Matt um doing the contract windrowing that we've been bogged and getting bogged several times in paddocks and it's just, yeah, it's extremely wet. It's something I'm not sure we'll see for a little while longer.
0: Mm. And how did you find, you know, someone who sort of grew up, I mean, Ballarat's still a regional town, but it's quite a large place. How did you find the transition to farm for yourself?
1: Yeah, it's definitely completely different than sitting in an office accounting. Um, yeah, obviously I enjoyed farming briefly when I was like younger when I met Matt he was busy it was a busy time of year it was literally this time of year he was um, going into the contract in the harvest and I guess the only time to see him was when he was operating machinery or in the on the farm so yeah I guess the transition was I guess I just had to jump in if I wanted to see him um, I had yeah come along and then end up just starting to do stuff and that's really how it all all started.
0: Yeah. And I suppose now you feel, you know, right at home and like an integral part of the business.
1: Yeah, that was 10 years ago, my first season. I had some holidays and I sat on the machine with him. And every, yeah, I guess every year since then, I've just done a little bit more for the business and, yeah, really jumped in head first. Two years ago, I became sort of full time on the farm. So it was my first full season. Driving for him, um, and that was yeah. I guess I I do love it. Um, and as I said, I, I did more and more, so it sort of just becomes natural now. This is the first year, I guess, I've had to just take a step back, um, just be more at, at headquarters, just organising different things for the business, not so much hands on, but yeah. I guess it really it was just a natural transition of mm. being there and and just yeah, really jumping into farming.
0: Yeah. And uh, you recently found yourself elected to the board of um, Birchip Cropping Group. Congratulations! Do you want to talk about um, yeah how you came to find yourself uh, elected in that position?
1: Yeah, it's um, I mean it's been a great board so far to be part of. It's a really great organisation. I'm quite loving my time on it. I'd been I guess looking for an opportunity at board level. I had been on a uh, tourism board and you know, I guess sort of a more of a finance um, position but I'd really been looking for that higher level agricultural board something to really sink my teeth in a new challenge and yeah they had an open an open spot on their board for a farming member and that was I guess really different to what I'd been on as a um, a finance skills-based I guess director so yeah I've put my name forward and put a nomination in and, um, yeah, I guess I was someone they were looking for or a bit diverse um, with a different background. But, yeah, I was really lucky, really lucky to now sit on that board. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I doubt it's got very much to do with luck. Um, Tell us, um, for the listeners who may be unfamiliar, I think it would be good um, for a bit of an intro 101 on Birch of Copping Group.
1: Yeah, so Birchup cropping group. Um, I guess it's grown, yeah, over the years the organisation. But yeah, they pr- predominantly are doing, um, yeah, trials. Oops. Gosh, so many different types. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I written all the different downs, but types down. But yeah, they're um, a research cropping group. So they just get um, they put in for uh, projects in many many different areas and yeah do the um, trial throughout the year do the harvest and then do all the research based on the, the um, harvest that they've done and then report those findings um, to whoever's I guess initiated the project.
0: Mm. And uh, I suppose as growers um, you and Matt must have been a bit involved or at least gone along to I'm sure field days and things um, along the way
1: yeah obviously i matt's been more involved over the years um and recently yeah i've attended uh, field days and they run yeah great field day themselves they do also so many different things they've done this year um just demo days i guess which is really cool so they actually had one um, like safely getting out of a bog sprayer demos so many different things but yeah their field day um obviously, is where most people know them from um, and they sort of get to showcase what they do.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, BCG is quite an interesting organisation. When you contrast it nationally, it's it's quite a large research organisation and located in such a beautiful part of the world. Also, I must add, Birchip Bakery has the best vanilla slice I think I've ever had. So it's a pretty cool little place, Birchip.
1: Yeah, it's, um, they definitely keep on winning that vanilla slice. I think they won it again this year, and it is famous for that. It's kind of cool that it is because it is obviously a rural town. It's a small mm-hmm. town, but they've got this amazing sort of large organisation doing, as you said, great things um, national-wide. It's so recognised, and it's, yeah, tucked away in a little town um, mm-hmm. quite close to us. So it's pretty cool where it is, and it's cool to be part of it.
0: yeah that's amazing um you so you've been on two boards now i want to ask you know yeah this podcast is targeted at young people specifically what advice would you have for a young person wanting to get on their first board how do you prepare yourself how do you make yourself known
1: yeah it's a um that's a good question i think you just gotta go for it put yourself out there Um, everyone obviously has their own certain set of skill set and Boards definitely these days are looking for that younger voice, um, that younger generation, just to offer a new perspective. Um, probably my advice is look for like a volunteer-based one first, like um, one that doesn't pay board members, or one that I guess is in your industry, like something that you're passionate about. You can offer, um, you can offer something too, and yeah, just go for it go through the interview process, if it is an interview process. Um, and yeah, I think just put yourself out there because it is cool. It's definitely, I, I guess, I thought high level, um, a challenge, which it is. It's a whole new um, whole new ball game. um, And yeah, just yeah, go for it is all I'd say to, <laughs> to younger people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have that. You've just had a baby. Congratulations. That's incredibly exciting. Um, what does a day in the life look like? Dare I ask what it looks like now, but typically uh, when life maybe normals out a little bit, what would it look like for you?
1: Yeah, I guess at the minute it's definitely crazy with the <laughs> contracting. Uh, that's sort of 24-7 and the minute he comes with me to deliver food or go do the sheep jobs while um, while the contracting is happening at the same time. Um, but, yeah, I guess for Noah... He's born on a farm, so he's kind of got no choice but to just just come with me. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to look like after Christmas. We might be able to go away. But, um, yeah, I guess at the minute we literally are out and about. I take him to do the jobs um, that I've got to do. And, yeah, it's just been a crazy, crazy two months, to be honest. It's, <laughs> there's no good time to have a baby. <laughs> but right in the middle of the busiest season is probably
0: i was gonna say i feel like matt might have preferred a different time of year
1: (laughs) yeah i think there's no i think the doctor said accountants have babies in july at tax time teachers have it at the start of the school term and farmers have it right in the middle of harvest so i think just the way it happens but yeah i mean he's he's a farm baby so he's probably just gonna be on the farm from the get-go and yeah he's i mean he's cruisy he fits in well He's already yeah. been out in the paddock probably more times than he's been at home. So,
0: Yeah. And you're still um, a practising accountant too.
1: Yeah, I, I guess up until I had Noah, um, I had my own small business. So that was just something that was really great to fit in the farms 24-7. So I could do nowadays with technology, everything a lot from home or I could pop into clients' offices if I needed to. So yeah, I did a bit of internal um, accounting, which yeah, I've been doing that since I moved up here, just in conjunction with with working on the farm, and that's just really fitted in. And yeah, I'm on a few other committees. I'm the treasurer of a um, foundation, which is in surrounding um, communities, which is really cool as well. And yeah, I guess it just keeps me in the keeps me in the accounting game as well mm-hmm. while I can. So, yeah, be on the farm.
0: You've got a pretty valuable skill set for a small regional community like Birchip, and also for the farm. I'm just imagining how good it would be to have a full-time accountant in-house uh, on the farm. The books must be in absolutely ship shape. Um, tell us a bit about that uh, community organisation you were just telling us about that you volunteer for.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, I am the treasurer or the finance person on um it's a health foundation um so it's for surrounding um I guess the nursing homes um in the small towns that we're in so yeah it's just something they um, were looking to outsource and yeah just assist them with their um yeah their reporting that they need to do and it's just something else is yeah health industry which is again something left field from everything else I'm in but it is quite good, again, to be, um, yeah, involved in something that's for, yeah, the communities that we live in.
0: Yeah, and isn't that always the way when you live in a small regional community, you find yourself involved in many different areas, but I think that's that's important and it's something that I think um, only people from who live in regional communities really understand is the value of community and being involved with things that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise get involved in.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a thousand committees, especially in the town that we live in. Um, First thing I did was join the football netball club. As again, it's a small town, that's how you meet people. But yeah, from that, there's always little committees or groups that are wanting you to jump on to lend a hand and be involved with, which I mean, yeah, it's a small town, that's what you do. And yeah, it's good to be involved in many things.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Uh, Kayla, I want to ask you, you know, you've, you've been elected to the board. You know, what, what do you sort of want to bring to the board or what do you hope um, you have to offer BCG?
1: I think being a young farmer, that was like obviously young farmers is my passion and probably more so females in agriculture. I think the dynamic is changing in the industry that it used to be heavily male dominated. And I think as women were becoming not accepted, that's probably not the word, but I just like having a strong young female voice um, is important, I think, in the industry. And yeah, bringing that to um, BCG and just having that young voice and a different, I guess, being, um, yeah, female, I guess, a different gender, um, a different generation as well. Bringing that voice um, to the board is something that, yeah, I really wanna continue to do.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well said. Kayla, last question we always ask is um, if people want to know more about you or more about the work that BCG does, um, how can they find out more?
1: Um, well, myself, I have a Instagram. So it's kwoo underscore weed, um, which, yeah, I'll give you the details of combining my married and maiden name. Or BCG have a great Instagram page as well. They're always popping great things up and they also have their own podcast that they've started doing as well so yeah two places that you can get great information on that organization as well
0: amazing kayla thank you so much it's been so nice to hear about your story today um, appreciate you sharing with us
1: thank you thank you so much for having me it's been a bit of a thrill to be interviewed <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au.
1: Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.